but we have some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. institution for thousands of years as far back as you can trace human history and what we're looking at is if slavery is something that happened to one race of people in one country when in fact the the, the, the spread of it was around the world in 1776 which is when adam smith published the wealth of nation as well as when the united states got started he said that western europe is the only place in the world where there is no slavery uh and even in western even the western europeans had vast numbers of slaves in the western in hemisphere yes 
but not in Western Europe itself. And so if you're going to have reparations for slavery, it's going to be the greatest transfer of wealth back and forth. Because the, the number of, of whites, for example, who were enslaved in uh, North Africa by the Barbary pirates exceeded the number of Africans enslaved in the United States and in the American colonies before that put together. But nobody is going to North Africa to ask for reparations because nobody is going to be fool enough to give it to them. But we have intellectuals who can, who can imagine a different history from the rest of the world, even though it's so similar to the rest of the world. Amen to this. If you are somebody who believes that we need to meet and, and sit down and break bread with the left on these various topics to figure out how we can come together, we don't need you. We need fighters. She's right. This is what I even There is no middle ground on transgenderism. There is no middle ground on child grooming. There is no middle ground on coming up with fluffy terms for pedophilia. There is no middle ground. And if you are offended because some of us have the courage to say what needs to be said, we simply don't need you. We don't need you. Jordan Peterson has a really interesting way of looking at this. And he said it to me once and it made a lot of sense. He said, people think that you should be weak and you should be docile and then you should be a pacifist he goes no you should be a monster he said you should be a monster you should be ruthlessly ambitious and then learn how to control it and it's that old expression it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war it's an old expression but it makes sense because it doesn't mean that you can't be kind if you're strong but it does mean you can't be strong if you're weak if you're weak you're fucked what do you think's the biggest threat to mankind right now right now is population collapse, the super low birth rate. Over like nuclear war, national Don't rate. we have an overpopulation yeah. problem? No, we have an underpopulation problem. Really? The birth rate in the US has been below replacement rate since like 71 or 72. Like China's got a huge population collapse problem. The China's birth rate right now is 40% below replacement. It's a very common mm -hmm. misconception. I would have it's never- It's a very common yeah. misconception. You have no idea how fast the population is gonna collapse. Like Japan actually went down by 600,000 people last year. Lifespan is increasing. That's the only reason why the population of Earth isn't plummeting, but it will plummet. At what point does a country have more adult diapers and baby diapers? And like Japan went past that point over 10 years ago, I believe. I'm sure you know a lot of people who have like no kids. Like, how many kids do you guys have? I don't know. I got no kids. I mean, now we know None of you guys are. Uh, what the fuck? Basically, civilization will die with a whimper in adult diapers. You know, kind of sucks, doesn't it? It's like anticlimactic. <laughs> This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Jersey Judah, back once again with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. <laughs> On this episode, because I liked the last edition, the last something I'm going to be doing a little bit more of 
in the near future, including about now. And that is the black conservative showcase. The black conservative showcase. The BCS here at the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Honorable mention for tonight's episode is a man who goes by the name of Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, He's known for his uh, organization. Um, Conservative, black, as he says it himself, he's blacker than the ace of spades. He is the black man who's responsible for this. Beta! As well as this. This is a white man. White liberal. Beta! Beta. Um, He is a pastor, a Christian. Um, My opinions about Christians are, you know, what it is. But as a spiritual person, a man from God, who strives to be a man of God, I accept people for their spirit and not for their religion. Uh, People for their spirit and not for their race. But this episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, a new segment, you know, a new exciting venture, the Black Conservative Showcase, where we talk about the Blacks who are not recognized by other Blacks because they're either Republican, conservative, they're coon, sellout, Uncle Tom, shoe shiners. That's right. All these things, all these names that I mentioned that can be very offensive. It's probably more offensive when these people are called out by so-called brothers and blacks. Right? But that's what goes on, unfortunately. We got some shit to talk about along with Jesse Lee Peterson, we have Joel, oh, my bad, he black, Joel, Friday TV. Um, He's associated with Jesse Lee Peterson and, you know, the Bond organization and all that type of fly shit. He's going to be going through a clip that's called The Only Reason Women Are Into Sex Today. All right, this is the Crimson Capsule Chapel, but we are going in a little bit more of a political uh, direction. And I have a couple of questions that I might as well go through right now. Uh, the first question is actually connected to the first video we're going to go over from Joel Friday TV and being the only reason women are into sex today. Why is sex devalued by women? Why is sex devalued by women. We got an hour and 30 minutes set up for this episode. I was actually able to work pretty fast today. Today was actually a pretty damn good day, workday wise. So I got a little bit more time on my hands. Um, Why is sex devalued by women? And then the second question And by the way, after uh, Joel 
Friday TV. We're going through JLP. That is Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, I, I, I'm able to look at certain people and be like, all right, this guy's based like, all right, Jesse Lee Peterson's based because he's been talking about this shit since the early nineties. Like he's been talking about this shit for a long time and he hasn't really changed. He's about what? 70 something years old, still running around. I think a lot of things that he says and with him, I mentioned, I kind of oddly put, but I'll, I'll, I'll include this individual. He, he reminds me of undead chronic, right? When you first listen to him, you go, what type of shit is this motherfucker on? But then you keep listening to him. And then next thing you know, he got you. So I've been listening to a lot of uh, JLP shit. Uh, how long for a hot minute when, when Trump was going on board, when I first started listening to him, he's a huge Trump supporter. He calls Donald Trump, the great white hope. And I know and see people that don't understand, like, that's funny to me because he says certain things just to piss people off. You see what I mean? And, um, I like to troll a bit on here, especially when I talk about the blacks, all right. I like to troll a bit on here, but this nigga was a heavy Trump supporter. When I first listened to him, it was probably like 2015. I thought he was like a coon. He was like, he was really getting paid by, cause I had that mindset, um, the revolutionary mindset, but now I have the true revolutionary mindset before that's just made up. When you, when you follow others, I looked at the Panther party and I still do admire the Panther party even as a conservative black. But my reasons for it is entirely different than what some people may think. I actually believe that blacks are capable of getting ourselves up by our bootstraps, putting in what we need to put in, have our own shit planned out, invest more, save more, produce more, etc. We're not being held back. We're only being held back by thoughts and emotions. And it's usually thoughts and emotions of the people before us. Our parents, our grandparents have told us to vote one way. Our parents, our grandparents told us that in some cases, white people are bad and all this other shit. Um, And I don't necessarily believe it. At the same time, I don't pretend that none of this shit happens. And I think it has everything to do with an individual's environment. So a black man from Chicago, for example... It's probably going to have a completely opposite, you know, um, point of view. I'm not from an urban jungle. You know what I'm saying? Chicago is that. I'm saying it because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? And, and we as American Negroes, we tend to identify with and um, celebrate violence and celebrate poverty. I've said this before. It's not a popular opinion, but I'm not that popular to begin with. But this goes into my second question for this episode. And I'll go back into these questions by the end of the episode. This is my new technique. How are young blacks expected to succeed when they're constantly being treated like victims? How are blacks, how are young blacks, excuse me, how are young blacks 
expected to succeed when they're constantly being treated like victims. I'm still getting over this cold, by the way, so if I sniffle a bit, I'll, I'll, I'll promise to not um, cough or spit up. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, Joel Friday, Joel Friday, excuse me, TV, and Jesse Lee Peterson. And the Jesse Lee Peterson clip is um, a highlight. And um, Jesse Lee Peterson had a debate with Monique. You know, Monique um, from Precious. Real angry, stereotypical. And I'm saying this because I'm black. And, you know, that's just how I feel. Uh, Monique is a stereotypical, overweight, sassy, disrespectful black woman. Not all, not all, not all, not all. Not even most. But a good percentage of these women out here have that attitude. Very problematic. You know what I mean? And they they have a they have a mindset of anger because all they have is thoughts. A lot of these women have thoughts with no action. They talk about they want to high value this, high value that. What do they have that is um what do they have? What do they possess that is um essentially wanted by a man and it's usually nothing and so just because she doesn't have her way and it's like these other wicked black the satanist celebrities these wicked blacks in in position they'll boohoo and cry oh we don't got as much as the white man you guys are multi-millionaire blacks okay yeah kanye west he was a fucking billionaire until he opened his mouth and talked about those people talked about the Monopoly boys and they had to shut his ass down. Then he starts talking about it. And then every other person who I've heard. And the crazy thing about Americans is that blacks and white, the whites were the first ones to talk about um, the Monopoly boys owning everything and buying everything. And a white told me that those people don't consider white people to be a part of them. They don't identify with the whites. I've heard this from a white person. He told me the Monopoly boys, and I'm not mentioning who they are directly because I don't want to be considered an anti-Semite, but there's your clue. Fuck it. The Jews, people have always been talking about the Jews running the world, right? And, and like I've said it, the whites were the first person that told me, and I didn't... <clears throat> And when I say tell me, I mean face-to-face, human interaction, these people, the Monopoly boys, they have their hand in everything that goes on. Now, is this hateful? Not really. If you if you really think about it, it's almost like giving them a compliment. Like, yo, these niggas run everything. How is that considered hateful or anti-Semitic? See, that's the problem. Some, some people... And they don't want to acknowledge how sensitive the Jews can be very sensitive, just like the blacks, except they actually have they have prominence and they own shit like they own people damn near. 
you got to realize there is a connection to employment and slavery because when somebody has a contract, has you within a contract, you are essentially human resources and therefore you become their property or your property of the company or wherever you're at. But that's just, you know, random. Um, Once again, man, the black conservative showcase, Jesse Lee Peterson. And we're going to go along with his protege, Joel Friday TV. He black. And um, for you guys to understand why I do that constantly, you would have to listen to JLP and this individual here. Let me get this playlist set up. Well, not set up. I already have it. Okay, PM episode. We got 20 minutes and two seconds total of um, reactions to go through. We also got an hour and 30 minutes on the clock. It's uh, already 20 minutes in, so let me stop talking and let's get into the fuckery. The biggest addiction in the world today, the world says that it's weed, alcohol, opioid, opioid, blah, 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 right? And he said, no, that's not that's not the biggest addiction. He said the biggest addiction today is attention. I thought that was so deep because we see in society today, you see it everywhere, all ages, old older girls, over 18, over 21, over 30, over 40, you know, re- revealing clothes, showing off all the goods, showing everything. And younger, younger girls under 18. Uh, as as young as like seven, eight, nine, you know, really showing everything because that's what they see. Like it's so out there and dramatized showing skin. It's like a it's like a trend. It's like a fashion statement almost now. Now, mind you, everybody looks at it and they see it's attractive. Don't front. Don't front and be like, ew. It's wicked. Even if it is attractive, you have to realize the devil the devil uses distractions. Sometimes they use it's, it's using a woman. Unfortunately, I'm not hateful saying this. It's just the truth. You look at the movie once again. I got to mention the Matrix because we're talking about the raw, the real, and the red pill. Even though this is somewhat of, of a political discussion, um, women pretty much know that their looks get them in better positions. Their looks get them in better circles, social circles. It affects them. And women are, like I said, they're lost in emotions and thought because they are women. And that's why a lot of men, like I've stated before, and I'll keep I'll keep reiterating, a lot of men grow up only identifying with their mothers. So they become very feminized. They become weak they become problematic and drama-based and it's no disrespect to them, but it's their mothers. The single mom nagging and complaining, you know, constantly bugging the son. Then you realize you get turned into a bitch telling you to do the dishes. Like, hold up. What the? Bitches ain't cleaning dishes, ain't doing nothing. And that, that becomes the next generation of single mothers and parents that we're going to have in the future. Broken homes, broken families, broken men, broken women, broken society. Sad, sad but true. And for people to disagree, really sit back and analyze what you're doing, right? 
because I've always noticed that most of the people who disagree are the people who currently they they're currently involved in it in that situation or they know it they know that it's taking place and they're too weak to talk about it they're too weak to speak up don't front cuz that's a lie you lie and you you in denial it's attractive for sure but Obviously, when it's so like exacerbated and dramatized, your first thing to do is to judge it. Like, wow, like are you see, you are you out here like that? At this point, like I said, it's supposed to be a, a political conversation, but I figure I'd mention um, a young conservative black. For this episode because this is the black conservative showcase why do i emphasize black i don't know it's funny to me shit's funny to me like i've heard like where like steve harvey how he says white he says ho white ho white i don't know why certain negroes spell white with an h they go they go ho white i don't get it but it's funny White people laugh at it, all of a sudden it's racist. Why are you laughing at it for? White man say it's funny. It's funny. What the fuck? See, rednecks, all these rednecks, hillbillies and shit, that's the laughing stock of white people. They're actually some of the coolest people. The rednecks. Some of the rednecks are some of the, some of the coolest people. Realistically, if you can look past the hate and the thought and the emotion... And be able to deal and um, suppress your prejudice emotions because the blacks are very prejudiced indeed. I would never say, even as a conservative black, right? I would never say that blacks are legitimately racist. I think they're lost. The people, the people who've been teaching them have lied to them like most of us. But then when you truly understand who you are and you are of your own thoughts and emotion, but as a man, you can suppress it when necessary. You don't want to be weak. I hate to say that. Guys got to start toughening up. And, and this is from a man who's been in situations where I wanted to give up. Right? Most, most, and, and see, the problem is, even outside, even outside of like the red pill and politics, it's just men have this belief, right? And, and it's the same as, you know, the women, the, the, the woman in the red dress, right? The matrix, the distraction. Depending on the man, what's a curse to one man could honestly be a blessing to another person, depending on the circumstances depending on the person's upbringing, how he handles situations. You got young black boys who hate men because they didn't have fathers. Mama tell him that daddy ain't shit. So what do you think he's going to have? What what type of attitude do you think he's going to have to male authority and older men that's trying to um, trying to constructively criticize him? 
what do you think that's going to do? <clears throat> and then you see the reality and see the reason why women get tied into it. Cause women are just a part of the distraction. In a lot of cases, I hate to say it like that. There's not a lot of spiritual women. There's not a lot of women of true righteousness. And because of that, uh, most men who come to this type of realization, they stay far away from women as possible. They'll look at women. They're still attracted to women. They may in all actuality still want to be with women, but they got to fight their thoughts because those thoughts only lead to distractions. You know what I'm saying? And with women, women are the greatest distraction that there is for man, heterosexual man, straight man, however the fuck these people want to call it nowadays, man. Um, you have to understand, and I think I proved this before, I've talked about this before, where women fight in battle biology, men battle biology too, but it's in a different way. We, we battle... Um, the biological urges of just trying to fuck everything running, everything moving, right? And the reality of it is when you when you finally sit back and become introspective and assess these women, the same way it's it's the same thing that women technically do for guys, but they only do it more so on a financial and physical level. Men, it's it's the idea you come to the realization bitches in the West, they're not gonna be necessarily um, stock worthy wives in most cases. I hate to say it. You know, even a man who can vet, even a man who could really vet out a woman and say, well, this one's, this one's stuck with me, so I'm going to, you know, tie the fucking knot. I mean, you're signing up. That's like a death certificate. And it's fucked up to say it like that, but I've I've seen guys, man, fucking miserable. They decide to get married. They go along with society. Most of these people aren't connected to God. So they don't have, like, see, that's my problem with a lot of, like, atheist people. Like, y'all still believe in marriage, but what the fuck's the point? It's like, what is it, a, a, a unholy union? Like, what's going on? What what would be, like, where are y'all getting married at? Get married in the backyard? Get married at the YMCA? Godless people, man. I hate to say it like that. They're just godless people. And a lot of these women who use their bodies and they don't know, they don't realize some of them don't know what they're doing, but they're wicked. They're harlots. They're harlots. They've made themselves sex objects. And these are the women who are controlled by the, the wicked, wild women of the West, the feminazis. With all these tools of propaganda to either point men out as bad guys or rapists are just complete other predators while these women are known for getting with a man taking everything he has including his kids including his resources and then he'd be the one to hang it up rope time rope dance he's hanging it up he does the rope dance he hangs it up rope maxing Sad, but <clears throat> these women, and I've and I've said it before, and it's really just about being based and being you know truthful and honest and transparent. Women don't realize their wickedness because either society or whatever upbringing that she had, 
sort of gave her it's like the da vinci code for a woman it's like she realizes that her pussy can bring income her beauty can bring income right the lack of kids can bring income the lack of baggage the lack of you know high body count can bring her a very uh, loyal committed and successful man but what they do is they decide to hoe it up right and really just to go into that question real quick um why is sex devalued by women um birth control abortion um all these things that that was pretty much a green light for women not all not all not all but most go out there and whore it up sleep with whoever do whatever your body your choice but the society of men were still there for them during that time because i believe most men at that time were weak and pathetic and they just went along they they go along to get along just to get a piece of pussy even if it is roast beef ran through roadkill street meat however you want to put it i mentioned before and he mentioned this uh he says attention is the only reason women are into sex today. And I mentioned in previous episodes, AVA, which is attention, validation, and affection, right? And that's the that's the quest for, or the excuse for women doing what they're doing. They want attention, they want validation, and in the long run, they want affection. Now, some women are completely opposite. Some women come in, they want affection, right? They may be raised different. They may have good morals. They just want, they want affection. They want a guy who's honest working, even though this is, this is a fantasy essentially today with, with a lot of Western women, but let's just, let's just live in a fantasy for a second. So a woman can sometimes seek affection first, right? But in a lot of cases, in those circumstances, she was raised by a father who worked she was raised by a father who was actually there and gave a shit about her, which gave her more of sort of a, a blueprint of what to look for when it comes to a future potential guy. You take that out of the household. And like I said, tying this in with the single mother household becoming a new trend. These women seg- celebrating single motherhood on behalf of the of the possible destruction of the child is absolutely absurd. But it is what it is. Let's continue. What's wrong with you? Where's your shame? Where's your pride? We judge it, right? But what we don't do, we don't understand it. It's that power of influence. And guys do this too. And we love to take pride in that. And women especially, that 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 confidence it gives them, that ego boost it gives them when they know you're looking at them and they know that they got you. I thought about it further. And I'm like, okay, well, so influence. Predatory. Influence is not bad. Influence is actually a godly thing. Influence is a godly thing. Influence from anything but God is ungodly. Influence from anything else but from God is ungodly. This is why I talk about idolatry. You have people who really worship these celebrities, okay? Sometimes influence, depending on what the source is and what the person's intentions, can can pretty much affect that. So I don't believe that 100%. It's good as a woman to influence a man with their beauty. No, it's not. With their beauty, right? Mm -mm. And back then, 
back in the original, I have to disagree. That's that's almost like a weapon. That's like I've said it before, where it comes to the burden of a man, his performance is his burden. A woman's a burden. A, a woman, a woman's burden is only her appearance. So she just has to show up. So by her just looking a certain way and doing certain things, you know, guys, weak minded men, you know, pathetic betas, they're going to just fall head over heels. And that's why in a lot of ways, when I talk about vanity as a woman's worst enemy, I mean that in a sense that they are essentially unlocked. They they have unlocked potential early on in life. And the catch about it is they don't realize that one day that possibility, that opportunity is not going to be there. But stay, they still want to live like the 24, 25, going to the clubs you know, getting sprayed with sperm by random men. They want to go back to those days, but they don't got that anymore. They don't got the looks. And they end up being the ones miserable, crying on TikTok 50 plus about not having a man for 15 years. Whose fucking fault is that? I don't feel sorry for these women. And in the same way that I look at a lot of men as weak and pathetic and they need to step up. And I step up for bitches. These bitches are long gone. I want guys to truly understand this. I don't want you to have hate. I don't want you to have real emotion over it. You can you can feel some type of way, but just don't let that dictate how you live life. I think that's one of the things with the red pill is like you get this realization. And like a lot of guys, they get the red pill rage. They think about past relationships. They may still have a bunch of old bitches trying to hit them up and bother them. And, you know, they may feel that way at the moment, but you're going to have to get through that uh, emotion and thought when it comes to even modern women. Because, like I've stated before, women today are nothing more but a distraction. And like I said, depending on who you are, what your circumstances are, how you deal with things, that may be a good uh, a good distraction. Right. Uh, you got a woman to talk to every now and then you got a, a you know, a woman to fuck every now and then you're not necessarily looking at her as a valuable option because like I said, these women, they've devalued, devalued sex through their nature as in a lot of cases, harlots and promiscuous women, whatever influenced them to do it, that's what happened. And I'm not necessarily blaming them. And, and it, and it comes down to, like I said, not necessarily having hate. It's just disapproved. I don't approve of it. Why would a guy, any man for that matter, especially a conservative black, decide to deal with a loosely liberal woman who looks at sex as just, you know, passing the time? You know, these are the type of women that put themselves out there in the marketplace, pretty much become, you know, pussy for pay. It's it's sad, but it's also hilarious because... These are also the women with the high expectations who who believe that just because they can get guys to fuck them, that they're high up. It's really sad. They they deal with the consequences later on in life. No days. Their beauty was them being feminine, staying in their staying in their lane. Them not competing with men. Them respecting men. Cook that. What that did. Them following God. Them listening to um, uh, learning from their fathers, their husbands. There you go. And when they did that, the light was in them and it developed a confidence in them. 
and that confidence in them allowed them to move a certain way. So it influenced you to approach them, talk to them, make them as your wife or whatever the case is. So influence is a great thing. You should influence. You should have influence because with confidence comes influence. And when it comes to men, men should have influence too. Men should be great when it comes to influence, right? Because when it comes to influence, uh, women love a man who's strong, but not like just this, right? But like strong mind, strength, confidence yeah. within. Yeah. And that confidence, confidence within is what attracts the woman to you. That's what attracts the woman to you. And that's what makes her use her influence to get you to go talk to her. But yep. where did indicators. we go wrong in society? And that's indicators of interest. It's not. Look, man. I my quote unquote anger and passion towards these pathetic whores. And I'm saying this out of consideration, really, because <clears throat> that's what they are. They're whores, harlots, whatever you want to call them. Strumpets. Right. That's what they are. Slurs, uh, salutes, all of them. They're all that. Pussy for hire, what, whatever. Look. They have control. They possess a lot of power. Women possess a lot of power, but they give up their power every time they throw out the pussy. That's all they do. It's like they're bagging the pussy up. And they're just throwing it out the trash every 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 Tuesday. Every Tuesday and Friday. Throwing out the trash again. Bitches just used up and then they find themselves they find themselves insecure because they're with a guy who challenges her and who is actually willing to truthfully tell her without anger and really much thought that that's um, unacceptable. That's what women really need. They don't need... Women have too much of enablers. They're like drug addicts, but they have... They're drug addicts and they're off of dopamine and they're off of, you know, um, oxytocin and all that shit that, that goes along with being on social media. That's their drug. And there's a lot of those who will enable that bad behavior, right? And why do I mention social media? Because they're the only ones that put half-naked pictures and go out there. Like, they're the only ones doing it, all right? Let's just be real. They're the only ones doing it. Don't matter. She can be a, she can be a white she can be a black if it's in the West. Oh, all these hoes are showing skin. Even fat bitches that don't need to. Despicable. Down the road, right? How did we, if influence is such a great thing, why is it a problem now? Because we exploited the influence, right? We made it about, now it's sexual influence. Then I asked the question, why? Why is it exploited? Because sex always sells. That's the reality. Sex always sells. Sex always sells. And I mentioned this before. I mentioned it again because I'm that based. You look at free pornography today. Connect that to the growing number and the rise of lonely, sexless men. Tie that into... Uh, pay-to-play type of ordeals, webcam businesses, OnlyFans, um, bitches that do risque content on IG. And, and, and you'll know, sex sells. 
Sex sells, man. Dating apps. What else is men going on dating apps for? Like, what guy will say, <clears throat> uh, I've got this, I'm trying to, you know, take a woman out on a date, right? Like, today, a man, a man, 2023, 20, older than 21, so he knows better. A man, age 21, who goes, yeah, I'm, I'm on this dating app. I'm trying to find a chick to take out on a date. I'm trying to take a woman out on a date. Etc. Etc. What the nigga? You going on a day nap to find some pussy because you you understand what it is like and to tell guys who would be considered more conservative. You being the nice guy may actually work for you. I'm not going to say it doesn't. It's just you are more at risk of being used and taken advantage of with that attitude because it's weak. When you're when you're nice. Well, you're just nice to be nice. A woman's going to see it as weak, unfortunately. Um, and that confidence that Joel was bringing up, it's it's essential, not just with women, just with life. You know, you don't want to you don't want to go out in public looking like a nervous fucking wreck. You want to carry yourself with dignity. You don't want to look at the ground when you walk. You want to keep your head straight, keep your chin up. Have a posture. Don't slouch around and look like a fucking fiend. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. That's just what a mess. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to do that. Okay, let's finish this. Let's, let's finish this uh, this video by Joel, and then we're gonna jump right into Jesse Lee Peterson versus Monique. And then it came to me, boom, because the women do it. Because only because that's what men are into. That's the only reason why women do it. That's the only reason why women do it. That's the only reason why women do it. Women aren't really into sex. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. Women will have sex. And women like are taught to have sex. But women aren't really into sex like that. I would love to debate this guy, right? Because... It's not to say that what he's saying is incorrect. I do believe originally it was like that, where women didn't like sex. But the women back in the day, the hoochie mama days. <laughs> I'm black. Hoochie mama days, right? Women who liked sex were, you know, nymphomaniacs and shit like that. So there was that crazy stigma to where even if a woman really did like that, she would keep it under wraps. Today, the only difference is you got a lot of thoughts out here. Whole lot of thoughts, thoughting around. And they love sex, but they're sexually and socially selective. Unlike most men who will socialize and fuck essentially anything given the opportunity um, taking away emotion, taking away thought. You're an attractive woman. Given the time, the man can satisfy himself and want nothing to do with the woman. And the reason being is when you got women celebrating being sluts and being hoochie mamas, right? Um, thought pockets, just hood boogers, hood rats, and I don't use that term um, racially. 
there's a lot of whites, Caucasoid coon bitches, these whites that grow up in rough areas around the blacks, they become urbanized. Think of uh, the cash me outside bitch. Think of, I can mention so many other different whites who are urbanized by the blacks. That's why blacks don't realize it. You got a lot of these white folks. They they love this shit. They love they love the violence, hip hop, and all that. They love it, and it's not even a hate. It's not even a hateful thing. It's just them, their their perspective of the possibility of the music even being somewhat close to real. It's just it, it doesn't really add up to them. It's just entertainment, which is how it should be. But our culture and society is fucked up to where society and culture for the blacks, it's all based on really negativity. I hate to say it, but I'm a black man from a black area. I'm proud to say I don't live in a terrible area. But even in terrible places, there's good good people. And even in good places, there's terrible people. But the, the, the reality of it is most, most things... And that might be a that might be a question for another episode. I'll keep it to I'll keep it to myself. I'll smoke on it. Um, most people in our in our culture, and when I say our culture, I mean of course the blacks. Okay, I would consider myself a black um, before considering myself an African American. I would consider myself colored. I would consider myself a person of color. I would consider myself um, black. Um, what's the term? Indigenous. Fuck that. I'll, I'll consider myself all those things before I consider myself African-American. But in the black culture within America, the great U.S. of A., we know that our our communications and our thoughts in a lot of ways, and even our emotions are based on entertainment and lies. The entertainment being the media, and it's not to blame hip hop culture because hip hop culture is hip hop culture. I look at it as entertainment. I would expect others to look at it as entertainment, but there's a growing number of the youth that look at it a different way. They emulate it. They're doing the violence. They're really out there doing the violence that the rappers are talking about. So it's like life imitating art, uh, art imitating life, etc. However you want to put it, that's what it is. Nothing of genuine positivity from blacks. Um, Those who attempt, those who make an attempt to be an exception are those who are cast aside. I've said it time and time again. Those are the ones who are ostracized. Those are the ones who are called, you know, coon, sellout, whatever the fuck people come up with, especially black people, because it always bothered me. And when I grew up and with racism, racism, even with history, even with knowing, even with knowing, quote unquote, U.S. history by these people who are being lied to themselves, but they're all liberals anyway, so I don't really feel bad for them. They're kind of like they, they are like lords of lies. That's what they are. Not not the uh, Lord of Flies, the Lord of Lies. That's what these people are. 
So they give you the history and shit. So, you know, you know about black through slavery. And you would wonder why we would be considered the lost people. Because the only thing we know about is a fucking slave ship and slavery. Goddamn civil rights. We don't know about the Moors. We don't know about black, genuine black history. But this isn't about a black anything, really. This is just a different black perspective. All I say is certain people, I think when we have a society that will celebrate Martin Luther King, but that is afraid to mention the Malcolm X, we have a problem. Okay. Now, like I stated before, I'm conservative. So honestly speaking, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this, but I'm black. So at the end of the day, I'm black. Um, when you have MLK being celebrated more than Malcolm X, I, I kind of have a problem with that, personally. I admire both. I don't consider them leaders, though. And I know that's a very tough thing for a lot of black people to hear. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpman, they're sellouts. Black caucus type of niggas, they're not heroes of mine. I don't have heroes. You know that? I don't have heroes. Um, there's a lot of people that I admire in terms of what they talked about. Um, and it, like, for example, there's a lot of like allegations that came up on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to, you know, MLK. You know, these black women are just disrespectful. You had a lot of these black women accusing um, Martin Luther King of being a homosexual um, because, you know, he was cheating on his wife, but then there was rumors that he was sleeping around with other guys. Like, anything anything to put dirt, to throw dirt on a black man. Really. That's why guys like me, you know, people ask me, like, that whole race divide, like, like as, as a black, me, as a black man, uh, whoever I have children with, they're going to be black. Oh, they're going to be black, okay? Okay. <laughs> Oh, they're gonna be black. They're gonna be black regardless. Okay? Because they're of the they're of their father. They come out of their mother, which is why a lot of these a lot of these men are so fucking mixed up when they grow up in pretty much a matriarchal society where they're taught by their mother. They're only taught, you know, the feminine of a woman without the masculine of a man. And these guys will get fucking destroyed, man. These are these type of women. Easy targets to these bitches, unfortunately. But let's move on to more of the political discussion. I want to see what time I'm working with. We're, we're just about close to a to an hour. So we're going to go into Jesse Lee Peterson as he has. These are highlights from the debate that he had. This is like three years old uh, with Monique. I just wanted to play something funny of JLP, just so y'all know why I mentioned him for this episode of the black conservative showcase. They only... I felt myself like, what is he... But then I had to say, you know what, Monique? When you talk about love, you got to walk in it. And though you and Jesse Lee may not agree, it don't stop me from love. I want to say something real quick. Anytime a woman... I'm saying woman very being very generous when I say this, when a bitch starts talking about, she said to herself and actually goes into a conversation. That's when most men should walk away. Oh, she nuts. Don't deal with her. 
that bitch gonna throw a fucking a frying pan at you, hot rice, whatever the fuck a bitch can have when she's angry, she'll throw it at you. If she's having full conversations with herself, yeah, we need to tone that shit down. What a mess. There you go. I do have for you, brother, is empathy. Because when the disconnection comes in and you you are you a black man, black. make no mistake, my black has an ace of space. <laughs> when I look at you, I don't see no space. I see a black man. Black has like, the ace of space. What? Black has the ace of space. As the ace, you black as E and J on the rocks. Oh, oh right. shit. <laughs> so when I see oh. my brother. That no. is a beautiful king. A beautiful king. 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 Oh, and our no. community needs oh. our king. Oh. Tired of this shit. Don't some of y'all, don't some of the blacks, or is it just me? I'm, I'm just a sellout, I guess. I don't know. Don't y'all get tired of this shit? Right? It be these women that talk about they need their kings. All this shit. I don't go along with the queen king shit. This ain't England, bitch. We this we ain't we ain't we ain't in the UK. This is the great USA. We got president, even though he's a piece of shit. He's a nobody, a weasel. Should get him out of office as soon as possible, actually. But we we have presidents here and vice presidents. We don't have kings. We don't have queens. Black men and black women of this country, you are not kings and queens. You are citizens of the United States of America. Let's embrace the fact that we are, in fact, black, but we we stay in this sort of mindset where we can't lead ourselves. We need leaders. We need people to guide us for so many years. And we've had great leaders, people that would be considered leaders. Like I mentioned, MLK, Malcolm X, Marcus, Marcus Garvey, uh, other blacks, right, that, that were known as great leaders. Um, like I mentioned, the Black Panther Party, they got they got too powerful. Government didn't like that. They shut them down. We all know this. We should know this. This should be in history books. And I'm not saying this. If to say that I hate government today, I mean, I just hate authority in general. So I'm pretty much anti-authoritarian. I will put that out there. Um but at the same time, there's there's a point where you really have to start thinking for yourself and un- unchain yourself because that's what it is. It's mental and psychological slavery amongst the blacks that I was able to break free of. And really, it's not even breaking free. It's just coming to the realization like, all right, is this shit really about race or is some other shit involved? Right. It's like every time an election comes up, wink, wink, there has to be some sort of racial divide to either get a person out of office or keep a person in the office. And I want y'all to smoke on that. I want y'all to sit about, I want y'all to sit down and, and think about that. But let's continue. And we don't need our kings to talk against us or our at kings. us. We need our kings to talk to us and with us. Fuck out of here. We don't need our kings to tell us all that we're not. 
We need our kings to tell us what we are. So when you say we're in a fallen state, you are part of the problem, Jesse. No, I've been working 30 years to show blacks how to overcome the fallen state by showing them how to go and forgive their parents for failing them and return to the fathers. And once they do that, life become amazing because they fall away from the color thing. They fall you know away from anger. Though? They fall away I've from heard, anger. I've heard when I hear us refer to us as black people, the blacks. When I hear, that's why I say us and we, because they my people. It's me. I keep. I learned. I learned a while back that whole my people shit. I don't. I don't go by that. Okay. The reason why I don't is because I realize what it does and it, it boxes everybody into one category, which gives the excuse of assuming that every black person is a criminal. Every black person is a thug. You know, every every black person is looked at as a vicious savage. Right. When you don't have blacks who have a free thinking mindset where they're willing to look at things on both ends and come up with a logical decision rather than following the lies and following what's out there and what's being promoted, there is a free feeling that you have. And, and like the race shit really was one of the first things. It's like I mentioned, I was getting into earlier when I was young, racism, I, I don't, I was taught racism like most people. Most people are essentially taught about racism. And like I mentioned with the blacks, the young blacks, including myself in the education system, were only looked at as slaves and those that came on the ship. You know, you're not mentioning the blacks that were involved, the Congress, the first Congress. I think at Texas, we're all blacks. Of course, like shit like that won't be mentioned in the history book. Why Why not? Because the left, they, they have control. The Democrats have control over what's being out there in, in the education system for the most part, unfortunately. Disconnect me and say, those black people, I'm trying to talk to the black people. I'm talking to us, I'm talking to our community. So when you start disconnecting the blacks, like now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, so, I'm trying to I teach do. the black people, not I'm trying to teach my people. But Monique, that's not you born again of God. But logically speaking, let's be real, that's not, that's not his people. They're not like they're not. I don't know them. Number one, I don't know them. I can I can um, f maybe physically identify with them, but I don't have to socially identify with them. I can still have my own thoughts and my opinions on certain things. And because I'm willing to step outside of the emotional realm and I'm willing to step outside the argumentative realm, I can actually be more pragmatic and actually get like to be more direct, racism. I didn't know about racism much until I got in. Well, I didn't see others experience racism. I should say until high school, and even then, it was a lot of uh, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, uh, and the whites, and it was uh, diesel mechanics versus auto mechanics. The Mexicans and the uh, Hispanics, they were they were um, auto mechanic guys, <clears throat> and these rednecks, hillbillies, real life rednecks. Some of them was cool though. I, I conversated with a couple of them. 
even in high school, because at that time I just didn't I didn't give a shit either way. But but they had uh, Confederate flags and all that. And me growing up, even like today with the Confederate flag, it doesn't bother me because I know history and I know a lot of these things are unfortunately a part of the situation of this country. And it's more important for somebody to know about it generally for what it is rather than be force fed lies and have statues being brought down and these fucking weak white people trying to rewrite history. Now, once again, I speak for from a different perspective, but at the end of the day, a black. Right. And I believe that. If black lives matter, then black thoughts matter. Black perspectives matter. It's not just a life and death situation to where you actually listen to and open your mind to someone other than people who look like you situation. Right. So that like the whole black lives matter situation for me was also a wake up call because you have to understand that you got to you kind of have to be careful of how you say it. Because when I say I don't support Black Lives Matter, it's not me saying that Black Lives don't matter and I don't support Black Lives. It is the radical origin of the organization, socialist, communist, black, lesbian, witches, um, profiting off of the weak-minded blacks. And it, and it's all, it's all like social hierarchy. It's the same as slavery. Like I mentioned before, with slavery, you had black rulers who enslaved the peasants of the land, okay, and sold them as property. You understand? Now, the whites and the Arabs, um, they showed up, you know, copped themselves some slaves, you know, copped them like like Jordans. They they showed up, copped themselves some, some Jordans, put them on a the slave ship, brought them to the land. Both both mistreated, but on numbers, record numbers, it's definitely more Arabs that were mistreating blacks, more Arabs that actually had control of the blacks than the Europeans. We've been lied to, unfortunately. And it's time for a lot of people to wake up before it's too late. You don't see the, the thing about it. When you have genuine hatred, it's a bad thing to have. When you have genuine hatred for someone or genuine hate, hatred, more or less for a people, it's a terrible thing. Because you forget the good aspects of certain people regardless, right? I think a, a good joke, one of the jokes that a lot of black comedians were bringing up was during um, 2001, around 2001 to probably 2005, with 9-11, how all the people united, oh, America, you know, um, united we stand, divided we fall, which I believe. I do to an extent. Because like I said, I as a person who believes in free speech, I'll listen. I, if I can listen to a black person and I've and I've listened to it and it's great. It's great content. I listen to like I forgot to I forgot to do his name, but this nigga hates white people and he gets away with saying the most craziest shit. And it's it's entertaining to me. But I would have to understand that it can be offensive and hateful to a white person, right? And that's understanding. Do I necessarily care directly about it? No, because the whites, some, some, not all, not all, not all, some of them are openly hateful towards the blacks. And I respect them more than I respect these secretive racist motherfuckers. 
Because like, I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that racism is a construct. And throughout history, there's proof to kind of, that, that kind of, it's not solid proof, but it's like examples, right? Because you had whites enslaving whites, you had whites um, mass murdering other whites, uh, uh, fucking going through, <laughs> going through countries, taking it over, wink, wink. The Germans, you know, you ever heard of them? Those whites believed that they were superior not only to the blacks, but to Jews and other whites. So they take over and imprison anybody, right? Racism is a construct. Like their construct for them was superiority. So when people mention white supremacy today, you got to understand the hillbillies and rednecks, they don't have much supremacy. I hate to say it like that, but that's kind of how... And when, when people talk about whites, when, when whites talk about who, who are white supremacists, they're just going along with the program and they're just catering to the blacks who are weak minded and don't think for themselves so they can get fooled by mass media and, and not really have their own opinions and thoughts. So when they hear niggas like me talk some real shit, they don't know how to take it because I'm not out here shucking and jiving. And it's not really it. it for like I said, from my perspective, like as as a black conservative, right, or just a black with conservative views, I'm automatically seen as radical, not only to fellow blacks or not not even radical or more or less ostracized or outcast because of my opinions on politics and things of that nature. But I'm radical to the blacks. I mean, to the whites. The white liberals can can easily and this is how they do it. They're crafty. They'll they'll put a black they'll put a black conservative on CNN and then have a one of the you know, one of their pet Negroes, <clears throat> one of their pet Negroes out there attack and discriminate and talk shit, call him an Uncle Tom, a coon, a sellout on national news. Now, you just went against everything you said as a BLM supporter. You called another black man a coon and a sellout national television, but Black Lives Matter. These people are hypocrites. Sick of it. They're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. And it's not, you don't even have to go into the reality of what we actually deal with, a lot of us, the blacks in, in the communities where violence comes from another, another individual who identifies, same identity, same neighborhood gun violence, gang violence, you name it. Black Black Lives Matter would be 10 times as effective. And I myself would support it. For one, never mind, I would never support Black Lives Matter. I support Black Lives. I don't support the organization. I want to make that clear. That being said, um, the, the entire scheme of things when it comes to these people, they're very crafty, wicked demons, it, the thing that the thing that works with them is the whites and the liberals don't let them talk about black on black violence because then they'll begin thinking like, oh, OK, what we are doing is bad and we can better ourselves without these people. And we don't need these handouts and we don't need these 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 people constantly looking at us as victims and going along with the second question now that I'm talking about it now. How are young blacks expected to succeed 
when they're constantly being treated like victims. When you have these uh, like commercials or you have these videos where it's like traumatic music and the black mother has to have this traumatic conversation with the son telling them that the police are going to be after them and they need to be prepared and, you know, and, and the fear of the police and the fear of whites and always look at whites as your oppressor. What is that going to do to that, to that young man, the young black man, the young black woman's mindset? It's going to give them that victimhood mentality. Even if they've had, even if they get opportunities, even if they get chances to better themselves, they're going to be too busy worrying about what others around them, because a lot of us are lost in thought and emotion. So we'll get caught up in other people's thoughts and emotions and what other people will think about our decisions. And we miss out on opportunities. I've done that several times. I've done that several times. But when you have these people, these lefties, these fucking lunatics telling you that there's 32 different genders inside the school system and telling young black men to fear police officers and fear white people. It's, it's fucking embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing to a point. Nigga like me speak up about it. I become the bad guy or some sort of rebellious individual when all I'm doing is speaking the truth. These young you have young black men and I've seen it. I worked for, you know, several school districts. I brought this up a, a while back, but it's worth mentioning now. Matter of fact, I may go in a little bit more. One, one forty-five. How about that? Hour and 45 minutes. But, um, I remember working for one school district and it was really one of those situations, one of those um, eye opening situations, right? Worked for a school system that was in an urban area and the urban area was essentially broken down to um, pretty much close to half Hispanic, close to half blacks. In some cases, it was majority black. One year it was majority black. Then the next year, all these Hispanic kids were coming in and it pretty much broke down to half and half with the occasional sprinkle of whites. And you would think with how I'm talking about it, that the school itself is bad and the things they have, you, you would think they have fucked up whatever and they don't. And during, during the uh, situation three years ago, I'll call it the situation and they were closing the schools and shit down. They all gave them, well, didn't give them. They pretty much handed out brand new uh, laptops. Brand new laptops, Verizon Wi-Fi, the whole nine. Already built in, already ready to go. And it was for them to do their schoolwork and shit like that. There was a situation when I was coming in to the job that day. And there was a situation where like one of the tech guys was complaining and how he it was funny, but it wasn't funny because it was kind of fucked up how he was saying it. But it was true. He's like, you can't give these people shit, man. And it was a black guy. It was a black dude saying it. He's like, you can't give these people shit. I know he wanted to say niggas, but I, I respect his professionalism. He said, you can't give these people shit. 
apparently he gave out all these laptops and only I think it was said he said something like only like 25 people brought it back. Everybody else is everybody else either said they broke it, lost it, etc. And then they ran through the software and found out that people were just taking them. One of them tried to take it to a, a pawn shop. Now, this school that I'm talking about had, they had a fucking, I think like a 50-inch, um, a 50-inch HD TV in a cafeteria. Um, state-of-the-art security system. Um, whiteboards, like brand new whiteboards, um, pretty much brand new everything, Right? And unfortunately, they destroyed everything. They destroyed it. Some areas got terrible shit. And you would think, oh, well, that's black people. Nope. It's a, it's it's an area that's predominantly white. They have shit that's falling apart. These other places, they actually get handouts and donations and they have grants and all this other shit and foulders, whatever the fuck, whatever, whatever they get to get these shits to get this technology and shit that they have and they don't teach the students to appreciate shit. So they just break everything destructive. And then can you blame the school system or do you start looking at the parents? Do you start looking at the environment? Do you start looking into the communities? Is there people that even care? Is there people that even have consideration and thought for that? Most of them don't, unfortunately. Your your people are, and, and my people would be the people who have been born again of God, returned to the Father, and they're of the Spirit, not of the color. So yes, those are your people now. Us like that, if the world saw us like that, it wouldn't be inequality. It wouldn't be injustice. It wouldn't be one of our black men or women. But it doesn't, once you're born of God, it doesn't like matter. Shot up and beat and killed for no reason. So Jesse, yes, color does matter. And stop. You can't sell if color did not matter. It doesn't. Then we, well, then we would see just as many white white babies being killed by police brutality. Then we're seeing black babies. If color did not matter, then you would not have black. What does she mean by babies? And what does she mean by babies being killed? Because there's more babies being killed in the womb than babies being born, especially black babies. So she she should probably slow down right there. Knowing knowing how she's talking, I'm sure she probably had a couple abortions. Black community saying this is inequality. If color did not matter, you would not have our school system. See, and I've been in it. I've been to those inner city schools. And the teachers say to me, Monique, they don't give us the funding. We don't even have the funding. I've, I've been in it. But they're being real. And that's bullshit. And, and from my personal experience, I'm glad she mentioned the school system. That's perfect. That's a godsend right there, because I just mentioned a situation where I was in a a more urban environment, an urban school system that had top of the line technology. Like I said, security systems, computers, by the way, computers, laptops, they have all that. Do these people. And when I say these people, I mean the people in that area, regardless of who they are, because a lot of them were Hispanic, too. Do they take care of those things? Are they taught to take care of them? No. So they destroy, they destroy most of that shit. So that's bullshit, man. They get donations from other people in other places. Best believe it. By their own black leadership because they've turned their lives over to someone else. You hear me? Wrong is wrong and right is right. I'm not right. You keep bringing up Obama. 
I'm not making right, right or wrong. I'm saying, listen, our community is suffering. But then we you fathers, let me ask we, a final question because of time. If black people today were raised by a father and a mother who love what's right with all their heart, soul, and might, and they set good examples for their children, taught them how to work, how to be responsible, how to treat others the way they would like to be treated, would most black people be in the condition they're in today? Probably not. If people... Probably not. <laughs> Excuse me. I promise I wouldn't cough anything up, but I had to. Um, probably not. No. It just takes somebody who's who who can actually understand it and look at it from a logical perspective instead of having a an emotional reaction and doing the studying and doing the researching to find out what it is today within most black households and understand. And always have to, having to reiterate this, that there was a time, Jim Crow, where the segregation and everything was going on, but the black families were together and the communities were together and blacks had their own businesses and it thrived. And you look at the freedoms, at least that's how it's looked at, the freedoms that we have today and those who still decide to hold on to somebody else's emotion and thought. You are not a slave. You're not being segregated in most cases, especially considering the true trials and tribulations of the past, whether civil rights or whatever. You can never connect yourself and compare yourself to that. You can't. You just can't. You cannot. You cannot. You just can't. If people, but how about the how about the blacks? (laughs) The blacks. Let me say this: (laughs) If our community, both parents in the house, and both parents were fighting for the betterment of their children, yes, our community would be better. That's what we need. If the white community had both parents in the house, because see what happens, Jesse is when we get brothers like you, people would think that. We are the problem. You are. Black people are their own problem. What happens is, with the welfare system, it's far more white people on welfare than it is black. Far more. But why they're not complaining like the blacks? Huh? Why you don't hear the whites who are on welfare complaining and blaming someone else like the blacks do? Well, I need you to go into the welfare offices, Jesse. I need you to take a trip to the welfare office. See, I did because I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to see it. And when you see our white brothers and sisters in there, not that I'm judging, not that I'm judging. You need to go take a trip. So maybe you'll stop thinking as they brainwashed you into believing, oh, it's just the blacks complaining. No, wrong is wrong and right is right, regardless of the color. And right now, when you start speaking like some white people that speak of, oh, the blacks, the blacks, the blacks, the blacks, what that says is I'm so disconnected from y'all that yeah, it is your problem. It is. Let me show y'all how I can help y'all. Let me show you how I can fix y'all. You're not the savior, Jesse. But Monique, every adult, is, you do agree that every adult is responsible for themselves. And when they complain all the time and blame others, that's a sign of weakness, right? Oh, oh, come on. Let's talk about it. 
When they blame others, that's a sign of weakness. So the man that is your great white hope, every time we see that ass on TV, he complaining about something. So now I want you to chew on your words, Jesse Lee. But he's not complaining about evil. Now stop it. Now I want you to stop it. I want he's that man pointing it out. Him. He's pointing it out, not complaining. So, so, so because we, he is aware. So we're not pointing it out. We're complaining. Yeah, and burning down and destroying. And Let me say this to you. Destroying statues and flags as though that's going to make their life as better or not. Have, as they should have. How do we salute people that owned us, Jesse Lee? How do we walk our children down the street and say, look at this great white hope, as you would refer to them, and tell our children you should respect and honor because they own people that look like us. Maybe not you, maybe not your mom and dad, maybe not their mom and dad, but I can damn sure bet you somewhere down the line, the people that you want to honor and they're your great white hope, they own people that look like you, Jesse Lee. So again, again, when we have brothers such as yourself and sisters, that speak about all that we're doing. And it's just us. It's just the black problem. The blacks. blacks. The blacks. The blacks. As the if blacks. you're not, that's the problem. Let me ask you this for me, then you gotta run. I, I'm way on time. Black people, not all, not all, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. Black people, nobody in the world like black. So y'all know I got that from Jesse Lee Peterson now. So when I say not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, I got that from him. Okay. That shit's hilarious. But now they have made it worse for them. No race Thanks. like them or anybody. They're afraid of them. They try to avoid them. They skirt around. Why do you think that is, Jesse? Because they have been acting a fool over the last year. So burning and destroying <laughs> and killing and robbing and raping and blaming. Now they have more enemies than they have. Than they, they have more enemies today than they had before because, because nobody the liked them. Know the history. Sick and we don't give a damn not being like, let me be clear. Why not? Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I agree to an extent, but not with that attitude. Jesus. See, that anger, that, that thought and emotion, that's of negativity, right? I can be positive about it. Like, quite honestly, I know the things that I talk about compared to what most people talk about, it's, it's above and beyond. So, so nobody can say that what I talk about doesn't make sense. I just think people are easily manipulated and lied to. So when more people, and I don't fully agree with it, but I agree with the idea that racism today is over-exaggerated, not saying it doesn't exist. I think the media and those in, in power, the elite, they take advantage of racism because racism is marketable for them. They can have their political agendas, but they don't they don't realize that they're dividing, you know, good people from one another, regardless of color. Right. And I believe like race is a construct created from whites, eugenics, the people involved in that. And some of those people are known to be affiliated with Planned Parenthood. But I'm not going to go too deep into that either. Let you figure all that out yourself. These are the people who created racism. They've created it. It's man-made. Racism is man-made, and you're taught racism. We went through this uh, episode that I played this morning, or episode that I uploaded this morning, like 30-minute 30, 30 short episodes. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do one tonight as well. I'm going to have that uploaded tomorrow along with this episode. But 
it's it's very interesting to see um, a few of us really begin to wake up, right? And we're not, it's not about disconnecting yourself from a race. You got to be proud of who you are. And I also say that to whites. Don't be ashamed of being white. How weak does that sound? What the? White man saying, white man saying he feels guilty for what whites have done to the blacks. You can't dig, you can't dig up these slaves. You can't dig up these, dig them up and tell them that. Why the fuck are you telling me? I don't know nothing about it. I'm being taught, brainwashed, manipulated to look at all of you as devils. And then a white person will tell you that white people are the devil. What the? I'm pouring this iced tea in here, man. Let me get back into this video. You don't have to like me, but you have to respect me. But you've tried to do it by force, and you can't force anyone to love you. Fanny Lou Hamer. Who? <laughs> are your producers that are there? Niggas is bugging. Are your parents still alive? My parents? Yes. No, they're dead. They're dead. Okay. <laughs> Aunts, uncles? They're dead. They're yes. going to be for you? Yes. I feel like you come from a family that didn't tell you about your history. Because when you say to me, who was Fannie Lou Hamer? Right. See, I'm going to tell you who she was. Oh, boy. Fannie Lou Hamer was a black woman. Oh, God. And as you recall, she's a fat black man. Ugh. And that Ugh. black woman wanted to go vote. Ugh. She simply wanted to go vote, Jesse Lee. And the beating they gave to that black woman. And see, not the white man didn't beat her. The white man stood back and gave the weapon and gave the stick to the black man. But Monique, what does it have to do with black people today? And see, this is the hateful mindset that a lot of these women have. Like I said in the beginning of this, um, Monique is a stereotypical, overweight, strong and independent, don't need a man type of black woman. Very problematic in nature. She represents everything that is unnatural. Um, A woman who attempts to be masculine a woman who projects herself as that, but inside she's torn up, she's broken, she's weak. And it's really actually sad to watch, you know, such talent. Cause I think a lot some of her shit is actually funny. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog uh, Monique. I just think that a lot of her emotional shit is Hollywood, you know, black entertainment bullshit. BET was all it niggas just and see that just lets you know niggas are very they don't they don't have necessarily a high expectation, right? They're just cool with BET. Like, no, there's there's a black perspective that isn't based on um coonery, thuggery. There's a lot of intellectual blacks that are, you know, um like I said, just cause just off of the conversations that I've had just within the past three episodes would be cutting edge for most black people, because you have to understand that a lot of these things that are given to you, they're given to you to distract you and to force your, and and to fill your head with lies. Guys that it's like, there's like people that watch wrestling and know that it's fake, right? 
and not fake, but like, you know, predetermined. But then there's other people who are like in their fifties and they really believe this shit is real. You know, they take this shit to heart. They emulate it and all this other shit. You tie it into black culture. We only, we only emulate violent people. We don't emulate black leaders. We don't emulate, we don't promote individuality as much because a lot of us in a lot of ways are hive minded and it's the monopoly boys they have their control over it you know music music in general is a great example um the music that made you think the public enemies you don't hear that shit today for what you hear you know a whole lot of conan that's that's just what it is man whole lot of conan you know what i mean Thuggery, violence, bitches talking about scamming niggas, all this other horseshit. But it's good music because it's it's number one in a lot of cases. It's the instrumental, it's the beats, and it's the influence, right? It's like what Joel said. I can just point out the negativity from that influence because it's all about what is considered influence to the person who's influenced. Okay, what the tongue twister? I'm not going to repeat that. But if you got a group of women getting a bunch of attention, a bunch of subscribers, a bunch of support, a bunch of attention and, and validation from just posting naked, posting half naked, or wearing bikinis and shit like that booty poking out in all the pictures, you know, harlot behavior. When she realizes that she gets attention just by doing that, she may go a step further. So like I said, a lot of these women are lost as well, but the men, the men have been lost in thought, especially black men today. I think if you get too tied up in what's going on in media and you're not willing to look into the other side of things, I'm not telling you to, to put on a MAGA hat because I ain't with that shit either. I, I'm a, I'm a Trump, I'm a Trump sympathizer. I'm not a Trump supporter. Meaning, in the beginning, I didn't give a shit about Trump, but I damn, like I already mentioned it. I don't care about Trump, but at the same time, I damn sure didn't want Hillary, Hillary to win. But I did not vote during that election. I just, I felt I made my mistake last time with Obama, so I pretty much. I voted for Obama 2000. It's interesting because I voted for Obama 2008. Didn't vote 2012 because by that time I knew the nigga wasn't shit. Then um, 2016 came and I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary. And then with 2020, I'm like, man, I'm I'm with Trump. So I voted for him. And I remember like the it was a transition that's hard to it's hard to explain. Right. Because it's like. It's almost like looking into a picture, but that one small picture has so much detail, right? It can be a mountain, there's trees, there's a small, you know, patch of ice on the ground. Like there's this, there's a whole lot of detail, right? And I remember 20, 2016, well, I remember going through a lot of Trump's debates with Hillary back in 2016, and this was in 2018. And I was just shocked. Like, I'm like, yo, I've never seen anybody 
now that I think about it, get away with roasting Hillary Clinton the way that he roasted Hillary Clinton. Everything else, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But from that alone, I'm like, all right, maybe I should give this nigga a shot. And like I said, a lot of other people didn't like him, and I didn't like those people to begin with. So it was kind of... It was kind of like giving me a sign here, like maybe this guy isn't that bad. Then realizing how he handles himself around these liberals, and like he, he's he's pretty um, he's pretty savage when it comes to the reporters. We'll never, besides that, we'll never have a president do that. We'll never have a president just speak what's on his mind. I think there's a lot of people who don't even like Trump who at, at the very least appreciated they appreciated that four years as a reminder to the mistakes they've made going forward by picking this individual. This guy here, I don't know, I don't know if he knows where he's at. He white. Slave master white. He's slave master white. He's not just white. He's slave master white. Joe Biden, slave master white. And Kamala Harris is just as black as I am Asian. And I ain't Asian. You know what I'm saying? So I I like I like mixtures of different opinions, right? But I, I kind of stay grounded in what I know through what I've researched rather than act emotional and pretend that everything is fine and you know white white people are racist but you support Joe Biden who's a separatist it's really dis- it's really disturbing now that I think about it delusional people man because you asked no, me that was when women couldn't vote period you asked me about the burning down and the loot I'm gonna tell you about it that's what you asked me should they be doing that right should they be doing that right. yeah See, this woman named Fannie Lou Hamer, I want you to do your research and your homework so you'll understand why I, I know who you're talking about. I heard of her before, but it doesn't matter. Okay, well, now we're going, well, now you heard her, right? Yeah. So she said, as she was speaking candidly, she said this country was built on our backs. Without not true. Her. Not true. Very true, Jesse. No, it really. built on our backs. I'm going to have you back, Monique. That is with not true. That's not with true. Labor. Jesse, listen. What I'm... <clears throat> we just gonna wrap that up. I'm gonna actually do another episode with JLP. I want to grab um, one of the older clips he had from the '90s. I think that's what we're gonna do. That's my, that's gonna be my project. Fair use, by the way. I'm gonna chop up a lot of Jesse Lee Peterson's uh, older shit and just incorporate it into a future episode. But um, I don't. This is how I look at this country. And our people, and when I mean our people, I mean everybody in this country as a nationalist, as a new nationalist, a new Negro nationalist. I think that sounds catchy. New Negro nationalist. Or I I may I may I may incorporate Neo because it sounds funny. Neo Negro. Neo Negro nationalism. That's what I am. Okay. And Meaning, and it's the complete opposite. It, it'll throw people off, think I'm a racist. I'm not a racist, no. I'm not racist. I'm a nationalist. Indian men pumping gas in the country, people make fun of them. They're part of the production of this fucking country. 
They put in a lot more production than a lot of us do in a lot of our communities, unfortunately. A lot of us don't have, um, we don't have property. We don't invest in shit. We don't have corner stores. And maybe some, maybe a lot of that is given through the opportunity, but I don't think it's personally a race thing. That's why you see a lot of the, uh, the Hispanics, Hispanics, you see a lot of them. The poppies, they got the fucking bodegas popping everywhere in the black neighborhood. Chinese folks, they got the fucking, they got the uh, Chinese restaurant, Louis Chop Suey. You know what I'm saying? Um, Charlie's Chopstick, whatever they call these fucking restaurants in the hood. They got them. The blacks, unfortunately, we're still in a mindset. A lot of us still in the corner slinging drugs. We see all these other people. We see all the other races and nationalities in this country thrive, but we don't, I think we got to start recognizing that. And then through recognizing that, maybe we can come up with some strategies. I don't know. It's all about making, it's all about a different black perspective. That's all I'm saying. It's about a different black perspective. I think when you continuously, especially with that last question, when it comes to the black youth, when you constantly tell them that they are, you know, at risk of being shot by a police officer or being harassed by a cop, even in some cases, harassment, that is true. And that's why I don't like police officers. And I've had experiences with them. So I'm very anti-conservative when it comes to that. Cops, I don't know what the fuck. I don't like them. Sorry. Other people need them. I don't need to see them. My area it doesn't doesn't consist of violence and savage blacks, so I don't I rather not see them as much. They got other problems to deal with. You got fentanyl. You got all this other drug bullshit that's going on. Deal with that. Uh, my people in my area don't get involved with that. In my area, proud to say, in this situation is predominantly the blacks. All right, these people. Some people will put black people in black areas in this in this mindset of poverty and the mindset where the black man has to be the victim in order to succeed and get any handouts. Uh, the black who's independent or the black who's more free thinking, he gets cast aside because he's considered too radical. He he'll he's considered this is the new age, like this is new age radicalism. This isn't this isn't hate speech. I'm not talking about committing violence on nobody, but uh, waking up the people that need to be woken up and stop looking at everything race related. Or at least do me this favor. If you look at things race related, think about those, your grandparents, your aunts, great aunts, the people before you and what they went through. And also ask yourself, you think they had the slavery mindset You think they had the oppressed mindset? No, these were go-getters. These were people that that changed and and gave us the opportunity that we have now that we just don't take advantage of. And it's sad to say, and I'm a part of that in a lot of ways. Like I said, there were several advantages I could have taken advantage of, but I thought of what other people would think, what other people would say. And to be black, oh, you black, you shouldn't do that. That's white boy shit. You black. That's what they always say. Prevents it, it, and it's not. 
and what who is to blame for it? That's kind of that's kind of the question, right? Are we truly to blame for it? Is some or is somebody projecting or is somebody giving us that reputation? These white liberals, okay? These white liberals will give you that label of being oppressed. Okay? Oh, now we got to give you special treatment. Affirmative action, now that I think about it, and I've always I've always questioned people and Jesse Lee Peterson is one of those people, right? Where he talks about affirmative action and how he's against it. And I always said to myself, well, why would he be against a black person getting the equal opportunity? And then as I got older and did research, I realized that they would get blacks, Hispanics, and people just to add to their little inclusion diversity scheme. And this was an agenda set in stone. And what they would always do, which was always a setup against a black person or um, any minority in that position is they would be underqualified, um, uneducated about the particular subject. So they're actually designed to look at, to be looked at as dummies and people who are ill-informed because they make sure just to have a quota, if you will, of just having a, you know, a black or two or a Hispanic or two or an Asian or five, you know, Asians are all smart. Most of them. I don't know why that's considered hateful too. People, people are too sensitive. You tell Chinese people they're smart and they, they get offended. No, and damn well, they got a son, nephew, uh, a brother that's involved in the IT on some technical shit and is actually intelligent. They get offended by that. But unfortunately, going forward, um, it is up to a, a few of us who are brave enough to talk about it because I want more black lawyers. I want more black doctors. I want more black teachers because I believe that we're capable of it. It's just what our influence is, it becomes thoughts and lies, and that controls us. Basketball players, talented basketball players, talented football players, talented athletes and scholars and those who are actually educated choosing the streets from the pressure and the lies and the thoughts of others is a tragedy. It's a terrible thing to witness. The mind truly is a terrible thing to waste. And maybe, just maybe, you know, a few people wake up. You know what I mean? A few niggas wake up. I'm black. You know, a few of the blacks, they can understand, like, oh, okay, this niggas, you know. Because like I said, I'm still a nigga at the end of the day. Um, letting people know ahead of time, I don't consider myself religious, so I don't put myself in that category. I'm a, I'm a spiritual individual. I believe in soul, spirit, you know. Um, a lot of people would say something similar to uh, being a spirit, having a human experience. Right. Um, but because of that, I don't I don't really throw out too much religious shit. I, I believe in God and um, I question people. I only question people who don't when they feel that they are gods. 
I only question those who don't believe in God when they consider themselves God or when they consider women to be God. That's the only time I really kind of draw myself away. But I believe in uh, one country, one nation, one flag, one God. You, you feel me? And when I say God, uh, I am inclusive enough to mention Allah for the Islamics, the gods that the Jews pray to, the gods that the Catholics pray to, God, okay? Am I a, a holy person? Absolutely not. God forgive me. I'm absolutely not. No. Do I go out here, um, smack up bitches, impregnate bitches, disrespect bitches? No. No, not really. So I, I can I'm able to suppress or not even suppress. I don't even have thought and emotion. Like I said, even when it comes to more red pill talking points, I would rather stick to talking about this shit, but I'm going to slowly but surely talk about this a little bit more along with other, you know, ran through thoughts and 304s. Matter of fact, we're going to put this in two hours. I'm black. Two hour episode tonight. Um, I add satire. I add bullshit to it a little bit, but I, I do stand on what I believe. Right. And like, I believe if, and we are in a free country. We are in a free country. So I believe that if they are as much as black liberals and black folks on the left, there should be black folks on the right. And I'm a representation. I wouldn't even say a representation. I'm, I would be more of like an example, if you will. I wouldn't consider myself a representation because I got my own way of bringing this shit together. So I, I'm just like an example of that. Right. And doing so. Shying away from, you know, the shucking and jiving. And all white people are good aspect, just like all black people are bad aspect, good and bad and everything good versus evil. And you look at it in a spiritual sense outside of color and outside of race, then you'll probably have a better understanding and you'll understand why people have such a like like a free thought. To where I can talk about anything, but because I'm in control of my thoughts and I'm in control of my emotions, I can make it work. If I'm tied up in other people's business, if I'm tied up in other people's lifestyles, or if I'm tied up in what everybody else is doing and not focusing on what I'm needing to do, I'm only I'm the only one that's going to suffer from it. And that's how you have to look at it. And that goes with past bitches, past relationships, old friends. When you get into a better way of thinking and a better way of living, some people are not going to accept you for that. Some people want to see you fail. They want to see you suffer. And like I said before, women get amusement from men suffering. But people in general, some of the people that you feel, I think Trump, it's Trump has talked about it. A couple other people have talked about it. You know, the situation where when you're really down and out, it's always the people that you never expect to help that actually help. And the people that you expect to help, the people that you were with, the people that you helped previously that don't show up. It's a tough moment. It's a harsh reality and it's a realization. The men who, some of the men who experience it, they don't come back from it. They become hateful. I just became um, 
more of an individual. So my way of dealing with it is not dealing with it. My way of thinking about it is not thinking about it. It's it's it, it sounds asinine to some people, but I can assure you, people understand what I'm talking about because they've been in in similar situations where you reach a point where you've you've hand out your last to people, you've helped people out when they're in need, but then when you're down and out, it's the people who barely even communicate with you. It's the people who talk to you when they see you, things like that, but they're not necessarily around you. They don't even know about most of your problems and what you go through. But when you're in need, those are the people that come through and check on you. Those are the people that see if you're okay. And that's a that's a harsh reality to see on the opposite end. The people that you invested so much in, I don't invest in humans. I don't invest in women. I don't invest in friendship. I don't invest in relationships. And the reason why I, I will say it in such a cold way is because... When you put too much stock in anybody, you're bound to be disappointed. And it can be seen on like a childhood mindset where it's like your role models. It's like you meet your role models. You're never supposed to meet your role model or your hero because you're bound to be disappointed by them one way or another. Like our our quote unquote leadership, there is no leadership in the black community. I don't believe in black leadership. No black man leads me. I lead myself led by God, right? But I don't I don't get too deep in sort of, even like the black power shit, I believe there is black pride. I'm proud of being black, but I also appreciate whites who are proud of being white and not having to be a fucking cross burner. Okay? That's all. I, I see things, like I said, I see things from a different perspective and I don't expect other people to necessarily understand because... I can acknowledge that I did not have your upbringing and you did not have mine. You know, your morals, ethics, and values may be different, completely opposite of what mine's are. You may have none of those things. Which, therefore, your head's filled with um, thoughts and lies. Lies and manipulation by people around you. In a lot of cases, we don't really take time to assess our current situations. And I learned from being alone. That's the only time that I can truly collect thought and I can collect ideas and things to bring up and and things of that nature. But while I work, I almost keep everything else out of mind. I listen to what I listen to throughout the day while I work. And then when I get ready to record, then I'll, I'll do maybe two minute assessment. I don't have really nothing written down most of the time, so I kind of just go off the top because I'm used to doing this. I'm used to doing this. And it's different. And like a lot of people, some people who know me personally, they know that this is generally how I am. And I would easily have conversations with people about it if they were willing to have these type of conversations, which is the reason why I don't mention it much. You know, it's not necessarily the most popular viewpoint to have, but I feel, honestly speaking, it's the most realistic because if you teach your sons, your daughters, your nieces and nephews that they're victims and that they're going to come up being oppressed, you're only setting them up for failure. 
if you're telling them that you're going to have to work hard to get what you need to get out of life and you're going to have to do what everybody else do to maintain you're going to have a better you're going to have a better outcome but then again a lot of our communities would have better outcomes if they were two parent households um i don't care about being a role model i don't care about being anything considered positive to people um and the reason why i say this is i don't ever want to get put into a category where I'm just one of those people trying to get money and trying to get resources from, you know, hardworking, you know, fellow Americans. Like I've said, I'll take money from these corporations. Corporations offer me, offer me a deal. I'm taking it. They asked me not to cuss. It has to be something strictly political. And even then I'm still going to have my own little side hustle where I'm just going to be cussing and saying whatever the fuck I want to say on the side. I try to clean my act up or at least be at least be a little bit more thought provoking, but I'm going to cuss. I can't I can't help it. I can't help it, guys. I apologize, especially talking about these fucking harlots. Just can't help it. But anyway, get ready to wrap this episode up. This is an unexpected sort of I wouldn't even want to consider this. Um, I'm not going to consider it this, but it can be considered a black conservative showcase, but I want to point out more videos or um, more older videos from Jesse Lee Peterson. But um, like I said, I talked about him a little bit before a uh, black man, old black man grew up, grew up a uh, family liberal. He was liberal at one time. Then, you know, he woke up he grew up in a plantation family all that other shit connecting the dots what i've what i've always talked about in a lot of situations when you look at these time periods of you know great um discrimination segregation etc black families drive the most and that's just what it is today more black babies are being aborted than being born we need to start thinking about that and you know that's all i'm going to really say on that on that end we definitely got more black conservative showcase presentations to come. I'm thinking Larry Elder. There was a couple other uh, people I wanted to mention. Alan West, a couple other blacks to throw into the episode in the near future. But as I always say, it's the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode Another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm signing out. Peace.